Chris Dunn got guaranteed. Colin Sexton's ready to break out. It's next on Locked On Jazz. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Are you? I am David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz. Today, Chris Dunn gets guaranteed. We'll revisit his story, his role now in this locker room, and how prominent he's become on this team, and what will his role evolve into in the season. Chris Dunn gets the headlines for it, but it's Colin Sexton that's ready to bust out under Will Hardy's system this year. We'll look at that, and then we'll run through the NBA because the first of major injury news has happened. Memphis's Steven Adams out for the year. What does that mean? The Clippers are just smart, despite some other things, maybe because of the injuries they haven't gotten credit for. I'll explain what I mean by that. And why am I the only one who thinks the Warriors are better than the Lakers? That's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. I am David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. And this is your daily podcast on Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Thank you very much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen. We are free and available on all podcasting apps, including YouTube. YouTube comment section is rolling. Uh, We'll get your thoughts today on the YouTube question of the day and everything else. Uh, Thank you for the everydayers out there. Uh, Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Uh, I hope you got to come out to the scrimmage. Uh, I love the scrimmage. I've always said that the one thing I think the NBA is flawed at is not enough people get an up-close feeling of the game. In other words, front row seats are so expensive, like most people don't ever get it. And most people's touch to a game is that they come with their family with junior jazz tickets or something of that sort, and they sit in the upper bowl, and they're really far away. And it's still a great experience, but you don't feel it. You don't feel it. And I can tell you this just from as a play-by-play announcer and the difference between when I call a game up close in L.A., mid-range in Indiana, Utah, one of the really good sites, or one of our crap sites like Philadelphia, Washington, or Denver, where I'm in Fort Collins, and you just feel the game differently. You don't feel the little texture. And the thing I've always thought the NBA, if there was ever a way I could get more fans to be able to touch the close action and just see the size and the strength and the power and the speed and, and the facial reactions and the contact and the physicality of the game, you'd, you'd build more fans if you got that experience. Uh, my vision, ticket prices have probably gone too far. My vision was always that you created like a Camden um, Duke crazy, Camden crazy section Sponsor it by Ford. Um, Ford, by sponsoring it, covers the fact you're probably short on cost. You make it a set cost every game. You know, um, let's say it's the 20 rows, let's call it row five to 25 behind the basket. Um, maybe that's too many seats, but let's just go with it for a second. Chris Barney, our vice president, or now higher level title than that, is listening to this going, oh my God, this is terrible. Um, and you make rows five to twenty-five, like game of day of game only. So, like if Giannis is coming down, some people are actually maybe sleeping overnight, right? Or 
if if it's LeBron's retirement year and somebody wants to see LeBron for the final time. Um, I even think the cool thing would be is if you suddenly had this known across the country, you got people flying in because they knew they could get to a game on that day, right? When the Warriors were so hot, Warrior fans used to come to Utah. It's not exactly what we want because it would be other people rooting, but just create a little buzz. And then I also think that'd be great for the NBA because it would create a little bit of an energy in the lower bowl that we don't have, right? Because lower bowl is pretty, particularly 10, 15 rows is corporate. And if, you know, there's one eyesore in the NBA, it's that we've all built these incredible sweets and incredible food places in the first five minutes of the third quarter. If I was a road team, I would like totally look at the first five minutes of the third quarter every night uh, because of the fact that there's just nobody in the, nobody's back from their, and I don't blame them. I wouldn't be back either the way the, the, what these teams have built for everyone. So anyway, that was just an aside. I didn't have that. My like, I got all the notes here for the show and everything like that. I don't have that one thing in my notes, but that's just an aside, but it's why I love the scrimmage because it gives people who don't regularly get the access to go see the players up close, see their interactions and see, their size and they're building greater fans from it. That's at least that's my premise. Um, all right. Um, this is why they would never let me run an NBA team. All right. Chris Dunn got guaranteed, which is just awesome. It's not a surprising at all. Um, he's become such a big voice in the locker room, such a big voice of practice, such a big voice at shoot around. And you just hear him. Like he's just, you know, Hey, let's do it right. The first time let's do it right. The first time ever. Like he, he is the voice right now. Um, kind of the most prominent voice at the scrimmage. And I was asking everybody who talks the most, who this, Chris Dunn, Chris Dunn, Chris Dunn, Katie. Um, there's no question. And his evolution is one that I think gets the player's attention. I go back to last year. I think we might've been in Miami. I'd have to check. Uh, we were in a weight room. All weight rooms are the same. Um, not true, but it feels like it at this point. And um, Chris and I talked for a long time. A really wonderful conversation. He's, he's delightful. And... Um, uh, we were, yeah, we were in Miami. So that was kind of his 10th game, his ninth game with us. And he, he just shared a few things to me. I just think are, you know, one is his experience in Minnesota and Chicago got him to not love the game, right? He just got caught up in it. He lost his focus. Um, he, you know, he said yesterday in a press conference, sometimes you better ask for what you asked for early because God will give it to you even if you're not ready. Um, and you know, he's kind of implying he might not have been ready and he, he got a lot like fifth pick of the draft and he started played 78 games in Minnesota and he shot 37% and 29% from three. And then he went to Chicago for back-to-back games, get back years and started to find a groove averaging 13 and 11 points, but got hit by injuries. And then, and then really the rug was out from under him at that point. Like after three years in Chicago, he's just bouncing around trying to stay alive in the league, four games in 2021, 14 games in 21, 22, um, a lot of G League time. And that's one of the more endearing things he talked about. He talked about two things to me in this conversation that I think are, are really interesting and reasons, you know, fun to root for him. He said, hey, first thing is you found out who was on your side. And I think this is something that we don't talk about enough. And that is truly while you're making millions and you're playing a game you love, it's a hard life. You know, how Keontae makes a new friend is going to be – and how Taylor makes a new friend is going to be re- really interesting. Like, I remember spending a lot of time with Gordon, who just, like, it kind of admitted to me, like, yeah, other than anonymously gaming, and I'll tell the story with more detail some other time, I haven't made a lot of friends. Like, you suddenly are making so much money, you're high profile, you can't figure out why anybody wants to be around you. I remember Donovan having the same experience. This is a really complicated time. This is when you're supposed to be making the most friends you possibly could make in your life from 20 to 25 years old, and suddenly you're in this spotlight and you're making millions and you're not sure who, what people's intentions are. And you start to fail. Well, then you really find out who's on your side, 
right? That's and that's what Chris said. That was the the you know when you're in the G League, the guy who's still calling, the buddy who's still checking in on you, he's on your side. You know, they're not asking tickets to Sioux Falls to game. And then the second one that Chris said was he got inspired by the love of the game of the guys he was with, the G League players, and their commitment. Like when you talk to Micah Potter, his desire and commitment and love to try to make this league and make it and not any feeling of like preordained, you know, I'm in my spot. I deserve to be. And I deserve this exact opposite that he really was moved by that. And that he said to me in Miami, like I take them with me now. Um, And I think you see that out of Chris. He referenced last night, his upbringing as well. I'll try to find out more about that um, over time. Um, His new London, Connecticut um, upbringing. And um, some of the difficulties he had, because hey, a lot of our guys have had difficulties. That That's actually not as true as it once was. Like the old story of the NBA player who makes the league from tough backgrounds and this is his way out. Like that kid's not making the league. It's too hard. Like I, I, I don't, haven't done a demographic study on our league. I can just tell I can feel it every day. Like it is just too hard to make our league, to make the NBA now. And so if you have all those hurdles in front of you along the way, I actually think you don't make the league. I actually think that's what happens now is if you have those, whether it's socioeconomic or, you know, food source or whatever hurdles, it's, it's too hard. Uh, Chris's season's going to be really interesting, right? Like I think we've almost kind of broken this down to THT Dunn and George are your kind of pseudo that role and Sexton and Clarkson are your other. And then Will's doing some really creative things with small lineups, playing Sexton and Clarkson together with an open floor for a few minutes um, and what Dunn's role is this year, I think gets to be really interesting. And I think is going to depend largely on how that small lineup plays. Like if Dunn, Sexton, George, Obaji, and Kessler can be an effective lineup, then I think we see a lot of Chris Dunn this year. If that lineup doesn't work, then it's going to be a question of like, is Chris Dunn getting Taylor Horton Tucker's minutes? Is Taylor Horton Tucker holding to his minutes? Does Chris Dunn's game complement John Collins and Walker Kessler together, which I don't think it does. Um, I think that lane gets pretty crowded for Chris at that point. Um, Does Chris Dunn, uh, does Keontae struggle? Real possibility. It's really hard. Um, And does Chris Dunn pick up some of those minutes? So I think it's going to be really interesting to see that um, and see how Chris evolves. I think he's, you know, he's kind of the there, right? THT struggles, he's there. Keontae struggles, he's there. Um, maybe he just plays so well he forces himself onto the floor. That's possible too. He's kind of done that already. Uh, one other thing I just want to point out um, is a similarity in comments from Chris Dunn and John Collins. We'll do that next. And why I think there's a real chance that Colin Sexton is about to break out. That's all coming up on today's. We're just getting started, and that's all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. Today's Monday edition of Locked On Jazz is brought to you by Murdoch Chevy. Located in Woods Cross, also located in Logan, Murdoch, Chevy. Getting to the end of the year. The winter is coming. It's time. Is it time for one of those great Chevy trucks, the Silverado or the Colorado? Or is it time for one of the great SUVs? The Equinox is the middle with along with the Blazer. And you know the Suburban and the uh, Tahoe. Those are staples. The Blazer and the Trailblazer look absolutely fabulous and are all part of the great 
Chevy lineup of SUVs to go with that incredible truck lineup you know so well. The four different Silverados along with the Zippy and smaller Colorado. That's all at Murdoch Chevy, located in Woodcross and in Logan. Feel free to email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com if you're going to stop by, and we'll get you the VIP treatment that you deserve from Murdoch Chevy. Today's show is also brought to you by Game Time. Tickets, games, concerts, whatever it might be, Game Time is the app to use. Browse the Game Time app and find what's the next event you want to go to. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, even an hour after it starts. It's a place to find last-minute seats. Exclusive flash deals, sponsor deals on tickets, basketball, baseball concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section, the Game Time picks the seats, and you save an average of 18%. Game Time guarantee means you also get the best price. Find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game Time gives you 100%, 110% of the difference. So it's really great. You get pictures of your site. You know you got the best price out there. And with the code LOCKEDONNBA, you get $20 off your first purchase. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use the code LOCKEDONNBA, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A, for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Thanks so very much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen of the day. We got a great program out there for you. Uh, it's super fun. I've been listening to it all week. It's uh, it because I knew when it released and maybe I had inside scoop to it. It's the ultimate NBA preview. And it's uh, seven episodes that are available for you right now. Um, and want to make sure you get a whole crab. We, we've put us all into kind of different categories. Six episodes with all 30 teams from contenders to tankers. We go in depth, biggest storylines in the season, all six episodes on Locked on NBA and YouTube. Super fun. So Locked on NBA is your place. That's why you watch next Locked on NBA. Um, Super fun. We had a good time. I was picking at all the guys in our group with numbers. It's fun because I'm the boss, right? So I was a total, not a jerk, but like they can't really come back at me entirely the way they want to. So I was having, I was having some fun with it um, along the way. All right. Um, Hey, I'm going to play game time for a second. I have ticket, con- I have concert tickets to all sorts of things I can't go to. So I have two tickets to Ed Sheeran in Vegas on Saturday because that's the rescheduled event. Um, if anybody's interested in those, they should let me know. I'm probably, I spent a lot of money on them, but for whatever reason, I'm not able to resell them the way I want to. So if somebody's interested in going to Vegas, I would probably get reasonable on tickets. Um, I have a kind of a new, I get find artists who I just fall in love with. And um, mine right now is Teddy Swims. I don't know if you know who he is. If you do and you said, oh yeah, me too. Then let me know because he's in town Saturday and I have tickets for that, but we're in Phoenix. Um, and I bought them before the schedule came out and I just realized it yesterday that like I have those. So um, he's, um, that, that show will be great. And they might be like VIP super get to meet people tickets. So feel free to email me. And if you are a Teddy Swims fan, you need to prove it to me because those I'm going to be really generous with. Okay. Um, I might make you like get Jazz Plus or something. All right. Um, I think it's really interesting that Chris Dunn and John Collins are both talking about how special it is here. I'm usually the last one in the world to kind of buy into this. Like, oh, we're special. We're different than everybody else. I always think that's the greatest way for a franchise to make a mistake is to believe a player will definitely be different with them than he was somewhere else. Um, I think that's a pretty big script for disaster. There does seem to be something going on with starting with Dennis Lindsay and Quinn Snyder and the Millers and what they built in that practice facility and then the evolution of Ryan Smith 
Danny Ainge, Justin Zanuck, and Will Hardy. And I actually think all of them deserve credit for this. And I don't believe in any separation here. The Prax facility vision, if I understand it correctly, Dennis Lindsay really saw it have an incredible value because you wanted to find a place where the guys wanted to hang out to find that this was a good place to be. And also from a, from a GM standpoint, it's right next to the airport. Quinn put an incredible stamp on like what the experience he wanted the players to have is he's maniacal about stuff like that. And so they built a structure that was kind of perfect. And then Ryan Smith came in, who's a customer service experience guy and came in and was like, okay, wait a sec, we can do this better. And like one of the things he's done really, really well is outside trainers, which has become a big part of this league, but it makes everyone feel comfortable. It makes everyone feel like they're a part of it. No one feels excluded. And then you have kind of the atmosphere that Justin, Danny, and Will Hardy have built on top of this foundation, which is frankly probably a better atmosphere than, you know, some of the things that were going on by the end of Dennis and Quinn. Like, better is a weird word for it, but just call it uh, maybe less stress, right? Because frankly, expectations aren't as big, so maybe less stress. I don't, you know, it just feels good. It's neat. It's interesting that both John and Chris have kind of made this comment. Like, it's... It's cute because they're both here, and so that's why I dismiss it. But on the other end, there's some validity maybe to what they're saying. And so I just think it's worth kind of noting that I do think that, like, there might be some kind of cool stuff going on and that the organization deserves some credit for what they're building in that. That is about as far as you'll ever get the analytics guy and me to go to on one of those kind of feel-good things. But I can feel it, and I think it's true, and I can feel sincerity um, when they're talking about it. Who were the top five isolation players in the NBA last year? Okay, of the top 100 players who ran isolation last year, the top five were Tyrese Halliburton, D'Angelo Russell, somebody I'm supposed to remember with the initial CM. It's not CJ McCollum. Dame Lillard. And Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton is the fifth best isolation player in the NBA last year of players who had at least the top 100 isolation players in the league. Some of this is the same. Let me just be perfectly clear. I don't want to like... um, let me let me find out who CM is. That's driving me crazy. We're all you guys all have it. I'm a hundred percent that you guys all have who CM right now is, and I don't have it. Um. Hmm. I still don't have it. Okay. Um. If we go to drives, ball handler drives. The best in the NBA last year of guys that had Joel Embiid, Luka Doncic, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Nikola Jokic, Chris Dunn, Dame Lillard, Colin Sexton. Guys who had at least... What did I have that number? 400 drives, I think. Took you to the top 111 guys in the NBA. Includes Jokic. I can drop Jokic if I wanted, but it's worth having him in there. 
Collins, the seventh best. Joel Embiid, Luka Doncic, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Nikola Jokic, Dame Lillard, Colin Sexton. Chris Dunn drops out when you have him in the top 100, and he's in a few because you only play 22 games. So put Dunn in there. Just give him credit. Colin Sexton's the seventh best guy in the league. Sixth best if you do top 100. I kept um, I kept Jokic in there for, for that purpose. Sixth best. Drive player in the NBA. When you look at isolations, play breaks down, you need somebody to go make a play. Like, he's really great. So, as Will Hardy puts his team together, I can visually see where Will Hardy is making this the way for it to work for Colin Sexton. In other words, Collins, we can talk about Colin Sexton's deficiencies if you want to, like if we want to do that. He's not a quick release three-point shooter. Um, I saw Dan Clayton, who's great, wrote a kind of a big thing in the, um, by the way, CM is Caleb Martin, and there's no way I was going to remember that. So I probably should change my notes. Best isolation players in the NBA last year with at least 140 isolations, and Colin barely sneaks in. So does Caleb Martin barely sneak in. They both have 142. Tyrese Halliburton, D'Angelo Russell, Caleb Martin, Dame Lillard, Colin Sexton. Followed by Emmanuel Quickly, Kyrie Irving, Lowry Markin, and Kawhi Leonard, DeMar DeRozan, Luca, Joel Embiid, Zion, Harrison Barnes, De'Aaron Fox. Will Hardy maximizes guys to their superpower. Colin Sexton tries to do everything right that he can. But when he gets into a decision-making mode at the top of the key as a point guard, he's zapped. It takes away all of the greatness. And sure, he's 6'1", and he's 190, and it'd be really nice if he could do that because that's what his body says he's supposed to do. That's not what his brain and his game says he can do. What his brain and his game says he can do is he's the fifth-best isolation player and the sixth-best drive player in the NBA last year. That's pretty big time. And so when you suddenly look at the fact that Colin played 24 minutes a night last year, and he's got to defend, and he's got to not make bad decisions. There's all sorts of things he has to do. But he didn't get less efficient last year. In fact, he did the opposite. He went from being like a 47% shooter to a 51% shooter. His three-point shooting, which he took a few less of, so I'm not I'm not big on his three-point shooting. Um, what I was saying is Dan Clayton wrote a nice story about how good his three-point shooting is. He just takes so few attempts, it doesn't move. But he makes them, which is great. And it means that you have to come out on him, and then he blows by you. But if you look at Sexton's per 36 num- minute numbers in the last four years, 23 points, 25 minutes, 20 points, 22 points. Like, I don't think he's getting 36, but I think Colin's averaging 18 points a game this year. Like, I think Colin could very easily be our third leading scorer, if not our second leading scorer. Like, I think JC's our second leading scorer in Lowry. But I think our third leading scorer is Colin Sexton this year. And the way, Will, if you look at the lineups Will Hardy's using with, he's almost never on the floor with two bigs. His first substitution, he comes in, Walker comes out. Now he's playing with Kelly. It's five out. He's playing with Jordan. They're just driving the crap out of it with John Collins, Kelly Olenek, and Lowry Mark on the floor. The next lineup he's on the floor with is Walker's the center with Chris Dunn, Colin Sexton, Keontae George, and um, and Ochai Abaji. It's just a wide open floor and driving the crap out of it. 
I think he's going to have a monster offensive year. And this is the ways in which the Jazz actually win more games than anyone expects because guys like Colin Sexton in a system where the coach is using him right in a great atmosphere gets him to do it. And this has been a little bit of a trick. Like Tony Jones came on the show and Colin Sexton told him, I'm going to be a starter. Well, doesn't look like it, but I think Colin Sexton's going to have a monster year and be perfectly happy. And Colin brings a just grit and energy and pizzazz to what we do. He's overzealous. He makes at least three defensive scheme mistakes a game where he picks, he gets excited and he picks somebody up at 35 feet and the pickup points aren't there where he over. Okay, great. I got it. It's who he is. If we can put Colin Sexton in a position where he play, makes off ball plays on the second side, driving in isolating clocks, we're going to be great. We'll be great with that because he's the fifth best isolation player and the sixth best drive player in the NBA. And what I'm seeing is Will Hardy putting him in position to have success. And it's pretty great. All right, run through the NBA coming up. Um, I got a bunch of bunch of NBA notes for you. Uh, I prepped all weekend long, did kind of a crazy amount of prep. Um, and uh, so we'll we'll get you five, four or five quick little NBA notes coming up as we continue. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Swing into the NFL action with FanDuel America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, no better time to get in the action than now. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. You can get in on the over-unders of the NBA before it's too late. You can also get into all the NFL action if you want to. You can get into a little Major League Baseball. Niners in Minnesota tonight, they have a four-person parlay at plus 3,800, which is a Madison and Kittle, McCaffrey, and Hawkinson t- touchdowns. If all four of them score a touchdown, you put in 10, you win 384. Kind of fun. Niners are six and a half point favorite. Uh, fun way to just get into the action. Who scores the first TV, TD? Who? What's the alternate spreads? Kirk Cousin props. Rock Purdy props, Major League Baseball today, Arizona Phillies are one and a half point or one and a half run favorites, and so are the Astros. All right, that's all at fanduel.com slash locked on. Thanks so much for making locked on your first listen of the day. Jazz mini plans are available for you if you have not jumped aboard. Great way to get in, involved in this fun season that we have ahead. It's opening week of the NBA season. Here's our plan tomorrow. I'm going to do predictions. I'm going to finalize my predictions. Just go on the record. Um, the West is nuts. Do you guys all realize, does everybody realize that of the following teams in the Western Conference, Three of these have to be in the play-in. And one of them has to not make the playoffs. Denver, Phoenix, Golden State, Minnesota, Clippers, Lakers, Grizzlies. I'm short one or two. Dallas with Kyrie. That's eight. Who did I not say? Pelicans with Zion. And Sacramento. That's 10. I don't usually clap the Pelicans. That's 10. 
That's probably the 10 playoff team, playing teams. Two of those aren't making the playoffs. Four of those aren't make, are in the play-in. It's insane. So when Steven Adams is hurt and out for the year, that's massive. So Steven Adams undergoes season-ending surgery. Memphis with Steven Adams on the floor last year was plus 10.4 in the 90th percentile offensively and the 92nd percentile defensively. They're also without Brendan Clark for the season. At some point, missing both those players is too much. Um, uh, you're missing both your first and second centers. Xavier Tillman's fine. Jaron Jackson, Santi Aldama are going to have to be their backup centers. That's the kind of thing that pushes you out of the 10 and opens up a door for Oklahoma City or Utah to be in the 10. I think Memphis, like I love Memphis. I was plus 50 wins on Memphis. Like, I love Memphis. They just win. They just play hard. They do it right, even without Jaw for 25 games. But Steven Adams, to me, was a huge part of that key. Am I the only one out there, by the way, who has the Warriors better than the Lakers? Like, I think my Western Conference regular season predictions are Denver 1, Warriors 2, Clippers 3. Not sure. Got to run some numbers. I want to say Minnesota 4, but I'm not sure. Phoenix is really good. Phoenix is really good. Phoenix catch and shoot numbers are crazy. I'll do those in a second for you to wrap up. Um, I think the Warriors are better than Lakers. Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins missed 81 games last year. Chris Paul is better than Jordan Poole. Draymond Green and Jordan Poole wouldn't speak to each other last year. The Warriors have six players listed in the top 100 players in the NBA. The Lakers have three, and Austin Reeves was one of them. Gary Payne II is back to add depth to the Warriors. Like, I know the Lakers beat the Warriors in the playoffs last year. I like, okay. I mean, the rate of teams that play seven-game series, the week year, teams that play a seven-game series lose their next series. The Warriors played seven games against Sacramento. They lost the Lakers. That's actually like, it's like 75%. I think the Warriors are better than Lakers. Like, I, I think there's five title contenders. Denver, Phoenix, Warriors, Boston, Milwaukee. And I'm sour on Milwaukee in the regular season. Might be sour on Milwaukee in the playoffs. I think Milwaukee's got a rude awakening to them. They have two, they really are going to miss the Grayson Allens of the world. Uh, Phoenix might be great. I wonder how many games they're all going to play, right? Listen to this. This is the catch-and-shoot three-point numbers for the Phoenix Suns. So I was prepping ahead last night, if you can't tell. So let's just remember one thing here for a second, okay? Isolation offense. Kevin Durant had the eighth most last year, was 27th best. Devin Booker had the 20th most, was 65th out of 90, which isn't great. And Bradley Beal had the 23rd most, he's 66th out of 90. Not great. Actually, not great on those numbers. But still Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal. Um, Beal's not a good pick and roll guy, nor is Durant. Devin Booker's pretty good actually at pick and roll. He ran the 32nd most. He was the 18th best last year. So you'll see some Devin Booker pick and roll with Nurkic with Beal and, um, Booker stretched. And you'll probably see some, uh, Durant Booker pick and roll to create some switches. You'll also just see a lot of ISO with these guys. And a lot of ISO usually leads to a lot of catch and shoot if you have to bring help. Grayson Allen 
41%. Kevin Durant, catch and shoot, 43%. Devin Booker, 44%. Watnabi, 46%. Bradley Beal, 40%. Eric Gordon, 41%. They have three non-shooters on the floor you're going to switch, you're going to roll off of. Josh Kogi, 35%. Nazir Little, 36%. And Yusuf Nurkic, 36%. It's pretty damn good. Right? Like, even if you're pulling off those guys and giving a wide open catch and shoot to those guys, which is what you're going to do, you're going to decide that if Josh Okogie or Nazar Little is on the floor, that you're giving up that. It's 1.05 points, which is not great actually anymore in the NBA. Offenses are so high that that 35% three point shot's not that great. So you're going to give that up, but that's what you're giving up on a possession where you execute perfectly off defensively against Phoenix. Woo! I like Phoenix. I don't know if I like Phoenix in the regular season just because of the fact that Durant, in the last, since his Achilles, has played 47, 55, and 32 games. And Bradley Beal's played 57, 60, 40, and 50. And they're so weak on depth that when they suddenly are missing one of those three guys, which I think they're going to be for over half their games, I don't know what they got. Because then you're playing Nazar Little and Josh Okogie. And then that's a problem. Um, they also have a 90% usage rate between those three players, so I'm not quite sure what happened. All right, um, and Frank Vogel's offensive ranks, seven of his 11 years as a head coach, he's been 22nd or worse. I don't think you can screw up this offense, but maybe. Now, seven of his top 10, seven of his 11 defenses have been top 10, okay? Um, final note, just random stuff. Phoenix released Keon Johnson yesterday. This, to me, is why the Clippers are really good. So I really liked Keon Johnson out of Tennessee. I thought he had some offensive skills. He might be all right. He was 6'5". I thought he might be a modern-sized guard. I thought he might be able to do it. I kind of liked him. He's a late first-round draft pick. He was 18 years old, and he only played a little in Tennessee. He didn't shoot the three very well at 27%, and his free-throw shooting was 70%. So that was a big, huge red flag that I ignored because I liked some other parts. And he had kind of a mid-range game that I thought could evolve. And... He has not clicked in at the NBA. He shot 36% in kind of two years in the NBA. And Phoenix just cut him. So he's like he's like going to have to take the path of, I don't know what. He's in trouble. For his NBA career, is teetering right now. What I think is impressive is the Clippers traded him after 15 games. One of the things I think is most important in this league is you admit your own mistakes and know your own talent. In 15 games when his NBA season, he was shooting 33%, 27% from three. And he was 19 years old, and you could still be selling your 21st pick all you want. And the Clippers wanted Norman Powell and Robert Covington, and they traded him as a significant piece of a package with Eric Bledsoe, Justin Will- Winslow, to the Portland Trailblazers in his first year as a 21st pick when he still had all of his value. And Portland got him and was like, oh. And Portland played him for 22 games that season and 40 games last year, and then they just moved him to Phoenix, and Phoenix cut him. The draft is hard. You make mistakes. But the key thing to me is when you know something internally, for whatever reason, you've seen him play, you see he doesn't have pop, maybe he's not a good decision maker, maybe he's not good off the court. I'm not saying any of those things about Keon, but just the concept. And you cut the cord right away when a player has value. That's really good asset management. And the Clippers knew, and that's really smart. That is Locked on Jazz today. Tomorrow I'll do predictions. Uh, we'll look at the whole East and West. And then, uh, I do have a little knee surgery tomorrow. Ugh. So we'll see on that. And then Wednesday, hopefully I'll have the show out for the opener. Just trying to get to the game.
Have a great one. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks so much for tuning in to Locked on Jazz.